0: Hi, welcome to Living Water Bible Fellowship's audio sermons. It's our prayer and hope that you'll be encouraged and uplifted by the preaching of God's Word. Stick around after the message to hear more about how to contact us. Uh, But thank you for being here. uh,
1: let, Let me begin with prayer uh... heavenly father we we are a group of people that are interested in in truth we are a group of people that are interested in you uh... And those two things come together lord jesus you said that you came to uh... teach the truth or reveal the truth or to speak to the truth and uh... we we are very interested in, in knowing more about you and your truth and your teaching and what's right and wrong and and all those questions uh... lord we, we come to this class and we have this, uh, this big, intimidating title, Systematic Theology. I ask that you give us grace to um, not get hung up on words necessarily uh, or, or pridefully think we have to know it all or, or maybe we're afraid of, of entering a class like this. I pray that you set everyone's hearts at ease and uh, you'd help us to uh, start walking down this road of, of knowing what the Bible teaches so that we can live what the Bible teaches uh, knowing what you have uh, revealed so that we can uh, be faithful to walk in your ways. Uh, Lord God Almighty, uh, bless everybody here. Help us uh, as we set some goals, as we set some outcomes that we want to see. Help us uh, over the course of however long this course takes to uh, to grow in our, our knowledge and our faith in you, but, but our practice of living out what we learn uh, to your glory and your honor and your praise. Um, yeah. Lord, uh, we, we ask for your, your presence here tonight, that as we uh, start this introduction to this, this course, Lord, that uh, it wouldn't be too dry or too dusty tonight, that you would give us uh, application right away, and we would be even uh, changed in, in ways we don't even expect by, by your grace, and by your power, by your will. Uh, but here we are, Lord, we turn it over to you, uh, lead on, O King, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so... Uh, what makes this class uh, classes like this good is, is your interaction, your participation. Um, so I expect, I hope that even if you're the, 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 the biggest introvert in the world, that you'll still participate in some fashion, even if it's kicking your neighbor or something, I don't know. We'll see what happens.
2: I won't, I promise. Okay,
1: yeah, you might, maybe next week you'll move if it's a problem. She might
2: kick back, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me.
1: Some um, idea of what we're going through. Yeah, but, uh, my fingers, my dry fingers, work in this dry weather. Uh, every time the heater comes on, that fire door kind of wiggles. and It's irritating, but so is the teacher. So <laughs> yeah. So I tried to type up something basic and keep it uh, give give some direction to where we're going, where we're headed. I, I this this if you haven't looked at the book yet. Um, it's light and easy. And, uh, you know, this has got many uses. As you as you go at home and need to work out a little bit, if there's a mouse in the corner, you can throw it at and kill the mouse. Uh, but it's a big book, and and, and there's uh, only you know over 1,400 pages or something there, or more than that with uh, with the appendix and index and stuff. So. Um, my thinking is is we're going to take it unit by unit and over the course of the next year by God's grace uh, um, we'll get through it but I understand life the way it works that uh, your schedule is not going to allow you to be here every night so we are going to try to record it and uh, get it on audio at least if you do uh, see a topic that, that is on the, sil- the syllabus that uh, you want to uh, really listen to and participate in um, you know I'm the operator of the technology so there's no guarantee it's gonna work <laughs> out great but uh, Luke and Kenny have set me up pretty well so uh, I'm thankful for that and the class schedule I, I just put the initial kind of unit there I didn't want to get too far out ahead of, a, of you know with the schedule because I don't know maybe we're gonna have to spend some more time on certain topics and, uh, and less time on other topics so basically what I have here is, through uh, March 16th, uh, you'll notice there, there's the, the reading for, it. try to read, obviously you couldn't do it tonight if you didn't have the book, but try to read before you get here. Uh, so next week, if you could read chapters, before before next Wednesday, read chapters two and three. And uh, you'll notice on March 9th, we're gonna take a break. We're going to try to do that on a regular basis, and, and what Luke and I have planned on, when we take those breaks, we're going to have kind of a worship night, uh, a praise and prayer night, to kind of a church-wide, we're going to invite the youth group and invite the children's ministry to pop in with us and the rest of the church, and, and we'll do that in the sanctuary. So just as a, a kind of maybe a, a practical application of our of our understanding of God, you know, to spend some time worshiping Him, Studying, we you know, and, and uh, praying to Him, praising Him. So that's March 9th and then March sixteenth, we'll start the new unit on the doctrine of God. That's that's kind of the game plan. Uh, scripture memory. The one of the neat things about this book is every chapter has a, a memory verse or two there. So uh, that's a great way to apply, uh, at least start applying the the truth to your life. Is memorize a, a verse or two to uh, in keeping with the doctrine that we're going to study or the teaching we're going to study and uh, that's that's very fruitful and, and you can imagine uh, if we if you if you stick to it, uh, there's 57 chapters. <laughs> that's a lot of scripture that over the course of you know however long this takes us that you'll get in your mind that God can apply the spirit can apply readily because it's in your mind. So I'd encourage you to do that. Um, there's not going to be a test on it. I mean, but there could be if you want to have tests. You <laughs> could have fun with that. <laughs> Hi, Sandra, come on in. Um,
2: Only if they're not graded. <laughs> if they're not graded, okay. I just. Yeah. Oh, you can leave it there. All right. Good
1: to see you. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, this, this book, and. and we're going to talk about what systematic theology is. We're going to talk about what doctrines is are, are tonight a little bit, get you kind of an overview. That's what that's what the preface and and uh, chapter one's about. Just kind of an overview. Why 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 are we doing this? What's what's this about? What's what's the point? Um, uh, one of the questions that he addresses in in chapter one is is why why study theology when you can study the Bible, right? Any any good answers to that off the top of your head, or or or, or underlining that, <laughs> yeah,
2: interpretation,
1: interpretation, is yeah. a, a big deal.
2: Answering yeah? questions,
1: yeah, to to answer questions, yeah, an uh, in a, in an or, or, orderly way,
2: the application of what
1: that apply it to our life, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the Bible's a big book too, and um, where do you start, where 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 do you go right it's uh, it's uh, very very challenging and so this this is a way of maybe bringing bringing uh, uh, to a point uh, some some answers and some doctrines and teaching but uh, why why the oh sorry yeah Uh, I'll I'll mention the books here a little bit we've got some people that have ordered some and I have I I probably shouldn't forget to write this down I've got kind of a list here so Sandra you need a book correct so, anybody else at this point need a book? I think the, the ones I had on hand I've given out. So, so right now, just Sandra. Okay. And like, Tiffany. And Ron. And Dave. Who else did they give? Yeah, there you go, Kim. All right. Don. Why, why in the world would we go to the trouble when we have the Bible to use this? It's 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 a big question, and and uh, there's a lot of, a lot of answers to it. But uh, let me let me back up a little bit and, and just first describe this book to you. Some uh, this is one that came out uh, when when I first moved here in two thousand four. Some of us started reading this book and studying this book, and, and I'd, I'd read several systematic theologies or theology books in the past. and some of them were were so deep, and the words they we used were such, you know three dollar words. It's like every word, every other word you had to look it up and what does, what does that word mean? What does that word mean? What does that word mean? And so the the one of the big wins of this book, is that he takes theological terms and he makes it understandable. He really strives to explain theological terms. And, and that, I loved it. And um, uh, to be able to understand theology is, is a wonderful thing. So, uh, the understandable language without losing depth. That, that was the other, the other thing that stood out to me as I was reading through it many years ago. Um, he goes. He, he dives deep into different teachings and, and, and doctrines in this book and I don't think compared to some of the books I've read um, I don't think he loses a whole lot trying to keep it simple he, he really uh, explains things well he's got a gift for explaining things and, and I, I really appreciate that mm-hmm. um, A clear biblical support for doctrines why did I pick this book uh, and so along those lines if you look at the the preface uh, page 21 um, the XXI page 21 uh, the, the preface to the first edition uh, I, I think this is important to help us understand why 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 this is why we're, why I'm going down this road in, instead of just doing a Bible study to, to degree um, the the clear basis for doctrines. Could someone read that that paragraph for me, please?
3: I have not written this book for other teachers of theology.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Number one. Start at number one, Dave. down, Down below there, the last paragraph.
3: Oh, okay. A clear biblical basis for doctrines. Because I believe that theology should be Explicitly based on the teachings of Scripture, in each chapter I have attempted to show where the Bible gives support for the doctrines under consideration. In fact, because I believe that these words of Scripture themselves have power and authority greater than any human words, I have not just given Bible references, I have frequently quoted Bible passages at length so that readers can easily examine for themselves the Scripture evidence. And in that way, be like the noble B- Bereans, who were examining the Scriptures daily to see if what, or see if these things were so. This conviction about the unique nature of the Bible, as God's words, has also led to the inclusion of Scripture memory passage at the end of each chapter.
1: What are you hearing in that that paragraph about his view of the Bible? Authoritative. Authoritative. Anything else in that paragraph? How he views scripture? Literal? Get literal? Yeah, yeah. Not just power. Powerful? Yeah. Uh, he, he he really believes the Bible is is God's word um, and uh... with all the authority and power and, and literalness there uh... In, in 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 the good side of the, the term there so so page seven if you, if you the 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 numeral seven <laughs> uh... uh... letter b initial assumptions of this book we begin with two assumptions uh... the, the letter b the the paragraph down in the middle of the page on page seven not the Roman numerals, but the. Uh, we begin with two assumptions or presuppositions. The Bible is true, and this is in fact our only absolute standard for truth. And two, the God who is spoken of in the Bible exists, and He is is who the Bible says He is, the Creator of heaven and earth and all things in them. These two presuppositions, of course, are always open to adjustment or modification or deeper confirmation. But at this point, these two assumptions form the point to which we. Begin, and so uh, we are looking at something called doctrine and, and theology here, but but know for sure that that underlying everything we study is is the Bible. It's 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 uh, studying the Bible, learning from the Bible, summarizing the Bible, uh, expositing the Bible, applying the Bible. That's the basis of our study. So don't think that we're somehow Not looking at the Bible, uh, or we're saying the Bible isn't worthy of our study because this whole book is uh, exploring and explaining the Bible. Okay, yeah.
2: But I have a question. Sure. I have a little question mark right there. Um, It says these two presuppositions are always open to adjustment (laughs) or modification, or what? That's probably just the
1: That's That's probably the nerd in him. He's written a, the whole book, you know, like, what does that mean? So right. maybe in your mind you're thinking it means such and such and so and so, but that's, that's a really good question. So we all bring to a study like this uh, uh, some, some of our own ideas about what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. We, we all bring uh, certain presuppositions, beliefs, into a study like this that are going to get challenged. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, okay. mm-hmm. that's, that's where he's going.
1: We all have certain things. We, maybe we learned it uh, in a church. Maybe we learned it in, in some book we read. Maybe we learned it from a professor at college. And we have this this worldview that's already here. Mm-hmm. We, we already have a theology in place. Now is it good theology? Is it true theology? Is it biblical is it right, or do we have a worldview, a theology? We're all theologians here, whether you ever use that title or not. Guaranteed, you're a theologian, whether you ever taught anything or, you, or even if you've never said anything. There's, there's things in your mind where you go, this is what God's like, this is what, this is what God does, this is how the world works. That's a worldview. That's a, that's a theology, and so. That, that's what he's getting at, is um, we're going to push, push against, we're going to make sure our, our theology, our worldview, our understanding of things is biblical and true. Okay.
2: <laughs> I thought he meant, oh, we can change these two things or Great. modify them. Yeah. Great question.
1: Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah, and that that's uh, I questions are, are wonderful we'll get into kind of a class expectation in a little bit uh, the other the other thing I read why did I pick this book the, you'll, you'll know you'll know that there's a ton of theology books out there mm-hmm. and some some are big and broad that cover hundreds of topics some are I bet you have in your shelf uh, books on prayer those are statements about what to believe on, on about prayer Uh you have books on your shelf about eschatology, study of the end times, you have books on your shelf uh, uh, about how raising raising children in God's way that's all a study uh, or an understanding of truth or an understanding of theology um... this, this the reason I picked this one, he his, has his convictions he brings out, and, and by the way you, you, uh, you might not agree with all of his convictions, uh, but he comes at it with humility and respect mm-hmm. H- I, Have you any, anybody on uh, Facebook uh, or Instagram these days reading some of the theo- theo- theological battles? it can get pretty ugly
4: Mm-mm.
1: you know like uh, when I, when I first went to uh, a Bible college, I, I went to a dispensational uh, theological Bible college, and what does that mean? Big words, <laughs> a certain type of interpretation of the Bible, and my dispensational uh, professors and, and, and fellow students would often come across very negatively against other theological groups, and and, and not not in, a, in, in which is okay in a, in a, in a sense because you're seeking truth, right? There there is a place and a time is that true or not mm-hmm. but there's a way to go about it that's respectful and humble
4: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and boy you look around sometimes today and people aren't very uh, respectful of other people's beliefs in, in the Christian world I mean as followers of Jesus Christ it seems like you go on Facebook sometimes and you know before unbelievers and So I, I, I say all that to say that he, he comes at it with humility and respect and, and he's seeking the unity that Jesus sought and, and we'll talk some about that as well in the major doctrines, the minor doctrines, uh, there's there's a, a pursuit of unity that I really like in his writing uh, Have you seen, have you experienced theological battles in churches? Yes Yes. <laughs> Would someone give an example of a stressful time or a, 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 a time that was hurtful to you in terms of the study of God or, or the, the belief in, in something where people clashed?
3: John, I can, I can mentioned something that just really bothered me. I just went to a conference with 60,000 18 to 25 year olds in Atlanta. Um, And I I talked with you about this Sunday, and uh, then I come back, and I mean, I'm on fire. I mean, I am like, wow, that was amazing. I got to serve there and, and all, and I come back, and I clicked on something on YouTube that was all negative toward that conference. I don't think the guy was scriptural. I think, and it just oh, I just crawled up my skin. It hurts that one, one believer would bash another believer, especially in the public realm of YouTube. Yeah. That is Christians bickering yeah. over yeah. theological matters. And it just hurt me. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, we're bickering mm-hmm. over theological mm-hmm. matters in front of the world? Yeah. And that just really hurt. That, that's an example of it. Thank you yeah and so there's a better way yeah
5: i have one too um i have a cousin that i thought she had come to know the lord she claimed that she did and we thought she was saved but she was a new believer and she had lyme's disease um and some lady in her church told her that it's because she had sin in her life or something to Mm. the effect is why she still had it and that's so Mm. heartbreaking because Mm -hmm. especially for a new believer how why would that believer say something like that because now i don't think she even goes anymore mm-hmm.
2: right very hurtful so she yeah. chased her away and along those same lines when uh, several years ago when i was seeking a different church in another city um, i was told by one of uh, these churches that i had attended that I was not saved unless I could speak in tongues. Mm. Sing with me. Mm. That happened to you. Yes. Too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so there, there's there's a lot of theology out there. Mm-hmm. And and what we want to do, part of our task in the beauty of studying something like this, is is we find biblical answers that we can apply to these questions in a humble,
2: mm-hmm.
1: respectful but truth seeking way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We we ha- we're, we uh, and th- there's a lot to that, but he, he does a, he he he, he, s- he lays out a bunch of different views and he says here's what part of Christendom believes here's what this group believes and here's what I believe here's my support for that and and you can you can do that in a great way with uh, like like for instance a River of Life Church uh, down the road I've got a relationship with Pastor Michael down there and I guarantee you we don't see everything eye to eye. <laughs> but can we uh, in the body of Christ with the, with the major doctrines that we hold together can we come at each other in, in regards to the minor doctrines in love and grace towards one another respectfully and, and still challenge one another's beliefs in, in, in love, in seeking the Lord we can, right and so, so some of that, the way he goes about it I just very, having read a lot of theology books and and heard a lot of bad people doing theology uh, (laughs) pridefully or arrogantly or you know uh, putting other people down he does a very good job that you'll see that in the reading so really that's one of the reasons I picked this this book and and uh, the other thing about this book uh, great 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 resources here so for instance if you look at the end of chapter one uh, page, page. Uh, you can go to 24. Page 24. The, the bibli- bibliography. So say that you are a Baptist in this room tonight, uh, or or you're a Lutheran in this room tonight, and and you're you're saying, Wow, I wonder what my Lutheran kind of background would say about this. He mm-hmm. lists all kind on page 24. Lists all kinds of different theologies. That are in line uh, that that speak to the same issue he's talking about in this chapter. So this 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 book, if you want to go deeper, and you want to spend a lot of money (laughs) on different books, you can. And 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 even in the in the end of this book, uh, let's see, the there's several different things I want to point out at the end of this book. Um, After the appendix. The uh, let's see the, the annotated bibliography. Okay, this is for super nerds. If this if this <laughs> if this, if this get, is something that you want to dive into, uh, he's got page after page of different theologies, different systematic theologies, different different books that you can dive into. And what's beautiful about an annotated bi- bibliography? It gives a short description of the book. What, what uh, that, that's uh, Appendix Two. Uh, thank 1490. you. 1490. 14, yeah, 1489, 1490, right in there. And, and so, uh, if you, you thought, if you that. think you you need some more books in your life, uh, you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, these are all uh, some very deep ones, some some lo- some ancient ones, some some new ones, that that really lay out uh, what where the where the authors coming from and some of their theological tradition. And the that, boy, that's uh, again, this is a lifetime if, if you want to really go deeper in something or chase some rabbits, like what what is the Roman what's the Roman Catholic theology look like? He has some Roman Catholic stuff in there. What is a dispensational? What is a reformed uh, stuff look like? You you can dive into all these different things. So, I really really appreciate that and um, and even if you look at the appendix, appendix one, there uh, some of the historic confessions of the faith, like page four thirty-seven, uh, <coughs> a, a historic confession of faith, a a, a statement of faith, a creed. What you mean fourteen thirty-seven? Fourteen
2: thirty-seven.
1: Wow. Uh, if you want to know what the church has has distilled down theologically over the centuries, uh, you can look at some of these creeds and uh, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Chalcedonian Creed, Athanasian Creed, and so what does the church believe historically? There's a bunch of statements and what is a creed? It's just a theological statement of major, major importance, major doctrines, major teachings, it really narrows them down. So maybe as a kid you grew up in a church where they said a certain creed or had a certain confession of faith, you might see it here. <laughs> so and and maybe there's a certain thing that you want to study, like uh, on on page 1446, uh, uh, point uh, 22 on purgatory. <laughs> you know, uh, so so you can read that uh, from from that that uh, that confession. That's the article, the Church of England, 39 articles. And it gives their stance on purgatory.
4: <laughs>
1: if that would be interesting to you. So I, I, I love that in this book, and that's why I picked it. And then on page 1499, there's a great glossary. Sometimes, uh, on page 1499, sometimes we, we say, What's that word? What, what did Pastor just say? Oh, in that book I read that in my small group or my Bible study, there's a word there. Uh, the guy, the guy used, uh, amillennialism, and so there's a nice, tight, neat definition of audi- amillennialism, and just a great glossary that uh, we have there um, that you can you can you can use. And uh, boy, there's so many terms there, so many, and, and then he's got it linked. Like the uh, the chapter the chapter that you can find it in,
2: okay.
1: Huh. So that, that's a really nice feature. Uh, Margie, do you need a book,
4: um. or, or do you want
1: uh, to wait and see?
5: <laughs> I have the old book. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: the and and. Uh, the the nice the the upgrades you know it's not not super extensive I, I mean I haven't read the second edition cover to cover I got most of the old one read uh, the first edition but not all of it but I haven't read this one cover to cover but from what I can tell the, the the there are some changes but you can get by with the first edition if you're comfortable with that but he does make some additions he changes from the I think it's the RSV or the yeah to the to the ESV so he changed the Bible tr- um. translation that he used. So there might—it's not a big deal—but uh, he's made some upgrades to this. Uh, he got a lot of feedback over the years, and so uh, the the first edition is is fine. But this, this uh, i always like to get the newer edition. Yeah. Yeah, it's always makes it easier. I have one. Uh, and and I <laughs> yeah, and when when you when you're working with two editions, sometimes it's frustrating because people have different page numbers and et cetera, et cetera.
4: Yeah, can I put in a plug for something that would be really easy to miss? It's, the end, it's on page 1484. Doesn't sound interesting, but it's terribly, terribly interesting. It's only about six pages. The Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy. <laughs> that is really, really good.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, we're gonna thank you for pointing that out. We'll uh, when we get into the doctrine uh, this, this next starting next week. We'll, this is uh, a good summary statement of. Uh, The the well says the statement on biblical inerrancy. So Mm. that might be fun for you to read Uh, if you need to get to sleep at night and you're having trouble. Maybe read that too. (laughs) know, but But, uh, depending on your mo your mode. Well, it's just a group of uh, scholars, evangelical scholars, came together and said, "Let's make a statement (laughs) on what we believe about the Bible," as opposed to a liberal, non-conservative view. Uh, of, of what, and, and so the, the coming weeks, we're going to talk about biblical inerrancy, the authority of the Bible, the truthfulness of the Bible, all that. So it's it's a great summary statement of that.
4: All through the 60s, there was a tremendous liberal movement to say that the Bible only speaks authoritatively about faith and practice. Everything else, you can't give it any authority, I and mean, this was, I think, a response to all of that liberal theology going on in the 60s. Really mm. set everything straight.
1: Thank you. Mm. Yep. Amen. Thanks for pointing that out. But there's, uh, if that's, that's one of the, the blessings of this book, uh, just the resources at hand. And, uh, you know, um, the, the memory verse at the end of each chapter, there's a, there's a hymn. And, uh, you know, I, I debated, uh, we, we certainly can if this, if this group wants to, like at the end of every class we sing the hymn at the, at the end of the chapter. That's that's uh, (laughs) assuming that somebody can carry a tune here. Where's
5: the pins on the hand? Right.
1: So it's it's fun, but you know, like uh, so. Sometimes we look at contemporary worship songs and hymns, and what's the theology there? What's the doctrine there? And and so it's neat. Every chapter has an example of of a hymn or a a song that ties into Mm -hmm. the biblical teaching. Mm -hmm. So Mm, I I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. So, any any uh uh, in terms of, oh, boy, I, I don't want to bore you to death and get too nerdy here. This this introduction is is nerdy, and but, but uh, any questions or thoughts so far on, on on why we're studying a book instead of the Bible? I I do. Yeah. So,
5: are we, we're learning the different theologies of different. Different churches throughout
1: the Christianity world. I, I would I would say that uh, we're, we're taking uh, hold that question. That, that's a great question. Uh, no and yes. <laughs> uh, that, that's that. i just want to make sure as I'm
5: reading. I'm like, is this truth or not truth? Well, like where? Very I good. Excellent s- question. That, you know?
1: Excellent question. That that's exactly right. Because we, we, what is our, I guess, I, well, let me, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Great question. Um, tips on making this count, this study. Uh, read before coming to class. Develop a schedule for reading that allows adequate time to cover material and think. Like, boy, it's going to be hard, th- this kind of study, if, if you don't give yourself time to, to read and, and process. If you try to cram before you come, it's going to be frustrating and you're just not going to get a whole lot, as much out of it as you could and part of that is praying for God's help and understanding before reading okay so uh, partial answer to Tiffany is is he's uh, a systematic theology is is summarizing what the Bible teaches on a subject subject by subject bringing bringing uh, what all that the Bible says on a certain topic it tries to bring it together under certain headings and summaries okay so what we're trying to study is god's truth right but we are the, the the challenge is is the bible is a really big book and it says a lot about again like the holy spirit or it says a lot about prayer and so a theology is trying to a systematic theology is trying to take that that individual subject and and try to make it understandable so it's it is it's a human effort to explain Make God's word understandable in a topical way. The Bible isn't written as an encyclopedia, right? Sometimes I wish it was. You go to page 72 and how to ask your wife for forgiveness,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not written that way. It's it's the the doctrines and truths that God has given us within a biblical book. They're all they're all the author's theme or the author's main teaching, there might be 17 different things there, but it's 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 not laid out in a parsed way. We, we, we pull it out. Okay, that systematic theology pulls out these subjects from the Bible so we can study it intensely. Um, so, but pray for God's help and understanding. What we're doing, it, it's it's God's word, but it's it's a human summary of what God's word is teaching the truth. So pray for understanding. Pray for illumination. Pray for God's help. Uh, if you, it, what it's really helpful. Write down questions, bring them to class, or send them to me before the class. Maybe I can bring it in the uh, into the lecture. Um, I, if you've been in a class like this before with me, I really try to ask a lot of questions, get the class participating, bring in your experience and bring in your, your, your sufferings and your joys and so that we can learn from one another. Uh, it would be the worst thing ever if I talked the whole class. So questions are really wanted and really appreciated. Um, uh, having said that, participate in discussions without dominating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking at this group, I, I don't think it's going to be a real problem. I know in this church who the troublemakers are. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, not, you're none of them, okay? Oh, I say that in love. <laughs> but, but we've all been in studies or classes where somebody really dominates, and they won't let anyone get in the word ed- edgewise. So that's, we, we want everybody to participate extroverts and introverts. So, be considerate of others who need time to formulate questions or get up the courage to talk in a group. I, I understand some people are verbal processors. They, 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 they figure things out by talking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, so, in some class settings, sometimes somebody just automatically, as soon as the, the, the teacher's done talking, they have to ah, and get it out there. And, and if that's you, there's it, nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's hard after a while sitting in the class for somebody, with somebody for a long time it's always has an opinion about everything or has a question about everything or is always talking it just makes it difficult and, and so if we do have someone in this class that comes in that, that's like that I, I will politely say let's give someone else a chance <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's i want to hear from so and so i haven't heard from so and so in 3 weeks kind of a deal I'll, I'll try to be that kind of a facilitator and teacher but uh, just basic common courtesy there uh, seek to apply the biblical teaching in life. Each chapter ends with questions for personal application. Uh, we'll try to do application in the class as well. So, as, as, if there's something that as we're studying something and and uh, you know how it might apply in your working world, in your raising kids world, in your going to school world, please say, hey, th- this this is how I think this this truth applies here to me, and it might help other people in the room to know how God's word affects life, impacts life. So please if, if you feel like there's something that needs to be said about application we'll, we'll try to bring it out in the class. Anything else to add in terms of like class rules or things that you've seen over the years that would be helpful for a class like such as this? In terms of group dynamics or <coughs> feel free to get up and get coffee if you need to, use the bathroom, Uh, Just, just, just don't uh, be beating up your neighbor as you go. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get into just. uh, uh, We we try to get done by eight thirty. I I know that you've had long days, and I we tried to go pat or eight o'clock. I'm sorry, six thirty to eight p.m. Not eight thirty. And I know you've had long days, and you get tired, and uh, so we don't. I've found out over the years, you don't go past eight p.m. because just diminishing returns really quick but uh, so uh, and, and I don't want to be a slave to the outline either if God moves in our midst and we really wanna chase something that's important to us in our life um, we'll spend time on it as well so um, it, it don't feel like you're, you're crowding me or you're uh, cramping my style if you really have a question you really want to talk about something Okay. so uh, the question is what is Theology. Um, and I uh, typed that out for you, just uh, some basic kind of things. And if you did the reading, some of this will be familiar. But uh, what wanted to throw some things out at you so you get a general gist of what we're talking about. Uh, this book is Systematic Theology. The subtitle is An Introduction to Biblical Doctrine. So, what is theology? So, uh, theology, it's a mixture of two Greek words, theos and logos. Uh, Word or theos is God, word or speech. So theology is speech or writing or the study of God. Uh, You do theology when you write about God or when you talk about God or or theology can be a study of God, an active pursuit of God. There's different ways that those words can be put together but are, are brought out. We usually mean it in the sense of studying God or topics related to God. And so, in your book, if you uh, just look at the um, contents, uh, you'll notice that there are major theological sections. Uh, If theology is the study of God, okay, so he's broken it up into different parts the doctrine of the Word of God, uh, uh, doctrine of God. Doctrine of man In the image of God And doctrines of Christ and the Holy Spirit So uh, in some other theology books You might see Christology As the doctrine of Christ Or you might see pneumatology The doctrine of the Holy Spirit Um, uh, uh, Soteriology is is the doctrine Of the application of redemption And so again He kind of takes those big words And he's trying to make it understandable To us but uh, theology generally speaking the big overarching thing is we're gonna study God and all about God and then there's narrower focuses we're gonna the soteriology is a study of salvation or angelology or, or demonology a study of demons you can get really narrow in the topic and so a systematic theology is uh, it's not like uh, um, the big thing its it's Topic by topic by topic, subject by subject by subject. And so the big headings, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the church, and within those, those big headings, there's smaller headings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So does that make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so what, what the author attempts to do, and what all systematic theologies attempt to do, they try to gather all that the Bible teaches, all the scriptures that the Bible teaches on a certain topic, and, and then they try to summarize it into something that we can understand, uh, which is very helpful be, uh, in, in, in various ways. Like in the book he gave an example. Um, I, I wrote it down. Let's see. Where did I write it down? Um, page, page 9 uh, at, the, at the bottom of page 8 the bottom page eight, he says, uh, for example, if someone asked me, What does the Bible teach about Christ's return? I could say, Just keep reading your Bible and you'll find out. <laughs> Which, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. And by the time you get through Leviticus, you've forgotten the question, right? <laughs> right. And, and so, and so, if the questioner begins reading in Genesis one one, it'll be a long time before he or she finds the answer to that question. By that time, many of the questions will have, uh, have needed answers, and the list of unanswered questions will begin to grow very long indeed. What does the Bible teach about the work of the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible teach about prayer? What does the Bible teach about sin? There simply is not enough time in our lifetimes to read through the entire Bible looking for an answer for ourselves every time a question arises. Mm -hmm. So what this book does is build on the research and the study of people that have taken the time to categorize questions. What does the Bible teach about demons? Well, you can look on page such and such. Where all this scholarship has taken place, and they try to they bring in the, the relevant Bible verses, the relevant scriptures that, that approach that question and say, this is this is what the Bible teaches on demonology. Okay, uh, um, so so he says, uh, therefore, for us to learn what the Bible says is very helpful to have the benefit of the work of others who have searched through Scripture and found answers to these various topics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's one of the reasons why uh, w- when we ask the question why don't we just study the Bible well <laughs> uh, this 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 takes that big Bible and, and it's and it's done the work to categorize things and, and sift and and summarize things for our benefit uh, what 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 did anybody do the reading yet chapter one Don did. Jeanette did? Anybody else? Oh, and Lynette did too. I Thank did you. A little
2: bit of it, but not, okay. not the whole thing.
1: Great. Uh, what, if you guys remember, when, when he goes to Matthew 28, uh, verse, verse 20, and, and he says, uh, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus says that. Okay. What, what, why does he say systematic theology is helpful? In that that concept, in that in that command, I wrote that one down too.
2: Just so we can remember what it, what he did command us to do. That that's
1: that's that's exactly right. That that's getting at it. Um, If, if Christ has commanded us to teach people what he said, how do you ever do that? Uh, do you mem- you have to memorize the whole Bible? Uh, the uh, systematic theology allows us to summarize things and put them into categories so that we can teach the Bible, so we can teach people God's Word. If I'm supposed to teach, as a pastor, teach people everything the Bible, every, every command of Jesus, well, that's not just his his the, the sayings. That's really the that's really the New Testament, the apostles' teachings, you know. And so, and that's really the Old Testament too. And so, if if I'm going to try to keep God's command to t- to teach disciples everything that He's taught, uh, I have to have some kind of a mechanism of putting it in an orderly way for orderly teaching. That's what this book does. Does
4: that
1: make sense? Yeah. So, um, so theology can be uh, an action of studying God uh, Back to our outline or uh, subjects related to God, you know, angelology uh, spiritual growth, sanctification, all that to discover and know what, what is true about God in life So theological content, a body or list of beliefs or a gathering of doctrines, teachings or belief so this book is loaded with theological content. The Bible is loaded with theological content. Okay? It just comes in a different, different package. The Bible full of poetry, uh, full of proverbs, full of narrative, full of uh, apocalyptic literature, all different kinds of genres of, of literature that's coming at us in a certain way. Uh, and, and so the content's there, but the, there's different structure to it. So this this has a certain this 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 type of study has a certain structure, but it's it's the Bible that's trying to structure, it's God's Word that's trying to structure. Okay, that's back to your question, Tiffany. It's not it's not a substitute for the Bible. It's just a way of of helping us study the Bible and understand the Bible and apply the Bible to our life, the biblical teaching. So uh, dogma. That's I and this is a real short summary. When a religious authority decrees something is true that must be believed in, like Roman Catholic dogma. It's related to doctrine. Doctrine, teaching, doctrine equals teaching, teaching equals doctrine. So our, our book title, subtitle, Introduction to Biblical Doctrine. In introduction, you could say it, an introduction to biblical teaching. Okay, so I want just a simple thing. Doctrine means teaching, teaching means doctrine. There's subcategories. There as well, but when you see doctrine, think belief, truth, teaching. So biblical doctrines are biblical teachings, mm-hmm. biblical truths. So, uh, so here, I gave some examples here of how I, I compared the ESV with the King James version, and, and there's a couple scriptures there. Can somebody read those two scriptures? First uh, Timothy 4:13 for me, please.
5: 1 Timothy 4.13 Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. That's the ESV. Till I come, give attendance to reading, exhortation,
2: and doctrine from the King James Version.
1: Okay, so the, the King James lo- loves to use the word doctrine, and many many of the modern translations love to word, use the word teaching. Mm-hmm. So it means the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Acts 2.42 They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So the apostles' teaching is is what it says in the ESV. So uh, teaching and doctrine it can be a big, broad like everything the apostles taught, right? It can be ma- major like that. Doctrine and teaching or it can be a very something very small, but in Acts 2:42 it means like all of the teaching that the apostles had. They devoted themselves to it. Can someone read uh, 2 Timothy 3:16 for me? Both of those verses. Those <clears throat>
2: All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. English Standard Version. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. King James, instruction Thank you. and righteousness. Yeah. <laughs> so this,
1: I think I've made my point there. So if you get hung up on the word doctrine, don't. If you get hung up on the word theology, please don't. It, it, you know, it's, not, it's not this rocket science thing, it's just words. Uh, theology is a study of God. Doctrine is what the Bible, we're, we're trying to get at what the Bible teaches. The teaching of the Bible, the teaching of God, the truth of God. Uh, so teaching or doctrine can be put into two categories and he, and he brings this out in the reading. And, and, uh, theology, the, the part of Christian doctrine about where we, what we should believe. Uh, theology deals with ideas, concepts, what is true. Um someone has their Bible, can they look up uh, John chapter 18, verse 37? John chapter 18, verse
5: 37. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Um, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. That's a, that's a
1: huge statement by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, he's making massive claims there. He came from heaven. He's a king. He, he, he brought the truth. And, and it, you get the idea that it's comprehensive. Like, you can ask any subject anything you want to talk to about Jesus he's gonna tell you the truth so he, he's he's making a theological claim it's it's a it's an idea it's a concept what is true so we we study theology uh, I want you One of the outcomes as long as you hang with us in this class <laughs> uh, I laugh because yeah I know life and and it's a long it's a big book but I want you to come to conclusions about what the truth is I want you to know truth I want you to know what, what does God want you to believe what does God want you to know? the truth, the truth. <laughs> and, and so and you can look at the truth what, what, is, what is the truth about marriage? what is the truth about raising kids? what's the truth about money or, or greed or you know these kind of things uh, Jesus is I came to reveal truth it's a huge comprehensive thing. What a blessing that we can know truth and be taught truth and understand truth so that's that's one way of uh, a sub doctrine of teaching or doctrine is theology that's the bulk of what we're going to be studying and then another subtopic uh, 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 underneath the heading of teaching or doctrine is ethics the part of, of Christian doctrine about what how we should live deals with attitudes and actions what is right so, uh, uh, we, we know the truth, but, but how do you live the truth? That's ethics. Okay, so uh, he, he mentions he wrote a book on ethics, too. So if you like his style, uh, you might want to get his ethics book.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, there's all kinds of, you know, like in the back of the book, there's all kinds of listings of theology books. There's In, in the theo- evangelical, evangelical Christian world, there's just as many books on ethics written by Christians that you could study as well. <laughs> it's incredible the ink that's been spilled. So does that does that make sense? Just those quick summaries. And if you want fuller explanations of that, you can read chapter one, or you can look in the glossary for for some, some different ways to ex- explain those things. Uh, you know, uh, why why study theology? Just ba- based upon what I've said so far. Why study theology? Or, or maybe you've come from a, from a different pr- perspective and why would you be interested in studying theology?
4: If you don't have a
5: foundation in theology when somebody questions, it's really hard to answer.
2: Okay,
1: to be able to answer people with the right. truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an important reason. Why else, why else would we study theology? A better understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A better understanding of truth. Yeah, I, I want to know what God wants me to know. I want to know the truth. I don't want to live out of alignment with reality. <laughs> you know, like, I, it seems like, uh, again, respectfully and, and, and generously, you know, you go to Crestone and there's, there's different theologies up there.
4: <laughs>
1: you know? And, and you're going to run into some, some truth claims that are counter to the Bible. And so, what is truth? I want to know. And, and yeah. Why, why else study theology?
5: Provides an anchor. An so anchor. if somebody has a different belief and batters you with it, you can stand firm. Excellent.
1: So uh, apologetics, if we want to defend the truth or, or defend our belief, yeah.
2: But that gets to another point, too, where sometimes when um, I'm talking with people, um, they will say, Well, I don't believe in the Bible. So, that I mean, first of all, that has to be a foundation as well, you mm-hmm. know, just to be able to believe that it's true. Excellent. I uh, I, I want to
1: chase that just a little bit. Um, so, what what are uh, what what do people use in this world other than the Bible as the sources of their normative truths?
0: Science.
1: Facebook.
2: Yes. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. What else? Degrees. (laughs) Degrees, like education? Educational degrees, yes. A lot of people treat them as gods.
1: Higher ed. What else? What else? uh, uh, Maybe uh, tradition? Yeah. Maybe... uh, yeah. What, what else is? What, what when people say this is true because? What do they? What do they point to? Or what do they get that from? Well, just
5: general media like TV shows and movies.
1: Okay, culture. Yeah. Culture.
2: Yeah. yeah. I guess culture is probably. A general experience. culture? Experience. Feelings. Yeah. Feelings.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, experience. Feelings. Uh, they. They get like uh, maybe their family of origin. A uh, dad said this, so it must be true
5: or dad said this, and it, it can't be true. can be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: religions.
1: religion. Religion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent, yeah. Uh, so we could probably, if we spend enough time, we could probably come up with other sources of, of truth or what are claimed to be truth. But for us as Christians, uh, uh, we say that, that the, uh, we, we, some, some Christians say tradition is very important um, what else do uh, experience, like practical theology? Uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, the Wesleyan quadrilater- quadrilateral, it's tra- tradition, experience, quadril- what? Quadril- yeah, mm-hmm. w- what's the fourth one? Um, but anyway, some Christians say there's different sources that we draw truth from. And, and uh, so the, the normative thing what is the thing that we can what is what is really true? we, we say that's that's God and, and the Bible. Uh, all these things are pulled from human wisdom, human experience, human uh, interpretation. Uh, we're saying that the Bible is it comes from God beyond human, Means it's it's an outward, you know, objective source of truth that it, that it comes from beyond, not from human intellect. Even though the Bible, God uses human authors to bring us, you know, He speaks in human language, human authors, uh, human uh, dialects, uh, all that. Uh, but we're saying that the Bible is. Our source. So when someone says, Well, I don't believe in the Bible, you can ask them, Well, wh- what is your source of truth? Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, yourself?
2: Right. A lot of people will say that. Yeah,
1: I'm, a, I'm my own God, I'm my own source of, of knowledge and wisdom. They might say science, uh, what the scientists say. Um, wh- what is their source of truth? What, what, you know, uh, you can keep, keep pushing the rabbit, you know, you can keep running down the path. Asking the questions, and, and sooner or later, they have to. It's either human source of truth or or non-human source of truth. Yep. But great question. So as we get into next week, we'll we'll talk about that some more. Um, why study? So we talked about apologetics, about with uh, an anchor, um, how to respond to people. Uh, why else might we want to study theology? Uh, we want to be kept out of error. We, we, we want to be kept from cults. We want to be kept from uh, lies. The, the, the devil is a liar. You know, he's a deceiver. And so well, we, we he knows want
2: scripture
1: too. He, he knows scripture. That's, <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. That's right. So
1: interpretation, getting back to interpretation of scripture is very important. So uh, we, we want to study theology, the study of God, the study of His truth, so we can not fall into sin and evil and
3: destruction. So we may be better teachers for others? Amen. Equipping the other and life group leaders or whatever? Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can be bearers of the truth mm-hmm. for sure. It
5: brings us closer to God in our own relationship. Yeah,
1: for sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the blessing of, of me uh, being able to uh, be a facilitator or teacher of this course is I'm going to learn a lot. I'm going to be challenged again about you know, some of the things that I hold. Am I, am I in line with, with God's revelation or, or do I need to tweak myself a little bit and get, get in alignment with the truth? So I'm going I'm I'm to grow. By, by the hard questions you ask, I'm going to grow. Praise God. So it's a growth. Anything else? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think Brett said we want to live well and, 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 and live good lives uh, along those lines. Um, so, so just to summarize, systematic theology is the method of studying the Bible, studying what the whole Bible has to say on a topic. Uh, his definition, which I think is very good, uh, page, it's right at the beginning of this chapter, let me preface. Uh, uh, page one. Definition of systematic theology. Uh, so we've talked about theology and doctrine and ethics. Systematic theology is any study that answers the question: What does the whole Bible teach us today about any given topic? Mm-hmm.
4: Is
1: that that understandable? Any. Mm-hmm. He's got, you can read his explanation of that down below, but I I really like that that definition. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, maybe another term that you've heard before is a biblical theology so um, it's different than systematic theology a biblical theology would be, say I go to the book of Hebrews and I study the book of Hebrews and I ask the question what does the, the book of Hebrews say about prayer and so it's it's narrowed down to that individual book, and and it's it, there's maybe 17 things it says about prayer in the book of Hebrews, and so my biblical theology of Hebrews would be to list those things out, and and but but the biblical theology it's not the whole Bible it's just just that one that one Bible but a biblical theology can also be kind of like comparing Genesis. Genesis teaching on the Holy Spirit to Revelation's teaching on the Holy Spirit, so it's it's kind of a it can be a historical kind of progression in the Bible. Like it said very little about the Holy Spirit in Genesis, by the time we get to the end of the Bible, it said a whole lot. Um, but biblical theology is a tighter, narrower thing. Uh, systematic theology is about the whole Bible. What does it teach about an individual topic? That's confusing or not, but um, so it finds uh, finds all the relevant Bible verses uh, spoken about a certain topic. Summarizes or concludes what God wants us to know and believe on the matter. Um, let's see if we can just go. So again, I've thrown out the the idea about demonology, Satanology. If you look at page 533, page 533, uh, someone asked the question, what is a demon? And so we want to be able to give an answer, and so looking at the whole Bible, and trying to summarize what a demon is, looking at all the scriptures involved, we could say on, on top of page 533, the first paragraph, demons are evil angels who sinned against God and who now continually work evil in the world. So it's, it's a way of trying to answer questions in an in understandable way for today, for us today. So it's, I, I found it very helpful you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have this resource. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I heard yeah, go question ahead. About Please.
2: That. So um, <laughs> it says, when God created the world, He saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. So if God thought it was very good, why did He allow Satan to go into the garden?
1: So you're, is that going to be
2: answered here? <laughs> well, you're
1: you're asking that the the, the, the big the big three dollar word there is theodicy. Uh, why the problem of evil? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so the the question, the question, why is there evil in this world? Right. That's a theological question, and and I could say to you, well, just read your Bible. Yeah,
2: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a point in this book where he he said, he tries to answer that question.
2: Oh, okay, cool.
3: So great question, right? Yeah. Dave, I think it's maybe worthy to address that the way, the way that we get all these different denominations or religions or Hmm. the reason in much in many, many times the reason that we get all these different beliefs is because either they're taking one scripture and building a theology out of one scripture instead of the whole counsel of God or they're not reading the scripture in its proper context. That's a oh, huge yeah. thing, yes. and yeah. I think that oh. this book is going to really help us to understand, I think, what you're trying to say. It's, it's like a funnel. It's taking all the scriptures on the Holy Spirit, for instance, and, and we're going to look at all these scriptures in their context. We're going to narrow, <laughs> narrow them down to realize this is, this is why we believe this. Is, I, yeah yeah I, that's yeah
1: reasonable and, and mm-hmm. yeah and uh, boy if, if we uh we could have a whole year-long course on on that question that was asked about why is there
5: evil
4: mm-hmm.
5: in uh, extension mm-hmm. to that well uh, the free will question free will right. versus yes.
2: predestination yes <laughs>
1: Oh, but, oh, so that's huge!
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: don't, don't go there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're
2: not,
1: we're not going to go there in this class. Just, just kidding, just kidding. How many years we got?
3: We are not arguing will. that for two thousand years. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, um, good, very good. Thank you for that, and that's what we're going. And, and he does a good job of. of so someone's done a lot of work for us. Mm-hmm. They, they've, they've looked through the Bible and said, what are all the relevant scriptures or important scriptures or, or, or key scriptures? And he's going to try to summarize, but he's going to explain some of those scriptures too. And so what you're, you're talking about is proper interpretation of a text. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do a lot of us denominations, we look at certain things from a narrow point of view, but then we, we look at those scriptures and we, we don't interpret them in, in, in a proper way. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the exegesis of the scripture, the, the bringing out the meaning of the scripture, and then the hermeneutics involved in, in understanding it, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, What's
2: hermeneutics?
1: Uh, the, so so <laughs> the understanding of the idea. So the exegesis is, is the... What does it say? What does the text say? Okay. Mm-hmm. So every, every Sunday, when, every week when I try to prepare a sermon, I have to go to the text and I say... What is, the, what, is God's, what is God saying here? What did he say to the original readers? Mm-hmm. You know, in the context, what, what was the original intent to them? Mm-hmm. And then, then, then I say, well, okay, I, I, I try to come to the point, this is the main idea of the text, the central idea of the text, this is, this is, this is what it means. And, and then, then you get to that, that idea of, okay, how do I, what does it mean for us today? The, the mm-hmm. idea, so hermeneutics is involved in that, like the meaning and then the application it's like okay. it's principles,
4: just, of yeah. mm-hmm. okay. principles of interpretation
1: yeah principles of interpretation what are the steps that we use to really get god's word and apply it as he wants it to yeah so we'll talk about that as well
2: so many cult religions what they'll do is they'll take a scripture out of the bible and people think oh it's in the bible yeah i, I can believe this but they don't they take it totally out of context. Right. They don't look at what it's actually saying. So I think
1: Excellent. that's gonna be very important. And that's a good lead-in to starting next week, we're gonna we're gonna study the, uh, the the doctrine of, of the word of God. Okay, so we're gonna look for up until like March 9th on on a lot of those kind of questions. W- what is the Bible? How do we study the Bible? What what is what are the limits of God's Word? Uh characteristics of scripture so I it's a it's a very foundational may, maybe maybe you could say to yourself like man this this study seems intimidating but I'm going to try to make it for the next six weeks because mm-hmm. because if you could just get through the next six weeks it'll it'll serve you very well for the rest of your life of studying scripture
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and applying scripture and understanding scripture <sighs> <laughs> Uh, So uh, intended outcomes, I think we've already said it, the the things that I'd like to see, that we would know and believe what God wants us to know and believe, Uh, that we'd be kept from false systems of thought, error, heresy, cults, Um, it's protection against the evil one, Uh, that we would make good decisions and please God through our lives, Uh, Mm -hmm. understanding of what God wants us to know and believe, understanding the truth allows us uh, wisely to make decisions by God's grace. We want to please God. I want to know and love God better, that's why I study theology uh, I, I want to become mature, I want to grow um, that, that I would glorify God uh, these kind of outcomes that we want to see through this study uh, just in your, your quick, this quick and dirty summary of theology and systematic theology and doctrine uh, is there something that rises in your heart right now about an outcome you want to see in your life from this study? potential
4: outcome? <clears throat> Well, one of the guys that I know believed in Grudem is, is Colin. And Colin would often say, these are the very words of God. <laughs> I don't know that I believed it until I read Grudem. Okay. Yeah.
1: God, the Bible is the very words of God. We'll get into that in the coming weeks. Yeah. So, so uh, applying that to your life, an outcome from the study would be, uh, I want to live the words of God, uh, or know the words of God, uh, etc. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Uh, when we were talking, this one scripture just came to mind, and it was about the truth. And it's the verse that we pick up, is it's John 8, 31, 32. And the one that encapsulates is, you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But when I read the other ones around it, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you are my, truly my disciples, then it says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that that's capitalizes. A, um,
1: know, what a great outcome talk. that yeah. we want to see in our
4: lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and then he goes on and says, Truly, truly, I said, he, anyone who commits a sin of sin, slave, slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son remains forever. So if the sun sets you free, you are free. Indeed, I love the way it flows there in the context of it.
1: Amen. Thank you, Lynette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we study theology to be set free, mm-hmm. yeah. to be disciples of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, any any other? Can I clarify anything as we get into this? Any? any I know this has been a it's a hard opening session, but. Anything else that you have questions about, or fears about? Is anything making you anxious?
4: No. Nope. Good. Yeah. I Good. Totally excited. <laughs> <laughs> Geron, there's a verse that really came alive for me. It's in Second Peter 1, uh, and it says, For no prophecy, that's all the scripture that they, um, was ever produced by the will of men, but men, though they, the prophets, though they were though human, spoke, spoke God's word as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got our scriptures. Amen. They spoke the words of God, carried along by the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah.
1: We have the privilege of studying those scriptures. What a privilege! Yeah, great privilege. Uh, let's see. So, does anybody know that? Uh, <laughs> on page twenty-seven, uh, uh, I I know you know this song, Oh for a thousand tongues to sing. Now, now we might just do this once. And we might never do it again. <laughs> but but somebody here loves this song and can lead us out. On page twenty-seven, uh, it goes on to the next page. So. Uh, <clears throat>
4: For a thousand tongues to sing My great Redeemer's grace The
0: glories of my God and King The triumphs of His grace My gracious Master and my God Assist me to proclaim To spread through all the earth abroad The honors of Thy
3: The name that charms our fears That bids our
0: sorrows cease Tills music in the sinner's ears Tills life and health and
4: peace He breaks the power of rainy sin He sets the prisoner free
5: His
4: blood can make
1: Seeks and listening to his voice, new life the
2: dead receive. The mournful broken hearts rejoice, the humble poor
0: believe. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise, ye dumb, your loosened tongues implore.
4: Ye blind, behold your Saviors come and
5: we
1: be for joy. Glory to God and praise and love be
4: ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church in
5: earth.
3: I vote we do that every time.
0: Thank you so much for listening. The gospel according to the Bible is that Jesus Christ, who was and is the eternal God, took on human flesh, was born of a virgin, died for our sins on the cross, and rose from the dead three days later. He then ascended to the Father's right hand, where he sits making intercession for his people. And right now, he is establishing the kingdom of God on earth. You can enter into a saving relationship with God by repenting of your sins and placing your full trust in Jesus' life, his death and resurrection on your behalf. In Christ, you will find forgiveness, acceptance, freedom, peace, hope, and a future. If you would like more information about Christianity or Living Water Bible Fellowship, visit our website at livingwateralamosa.org. God bless.